As business development becomes more professional and more valued by services firms, there is a need to harness technology and data and build infrastructure and processes that allow teams to operate seamlessly and globally. I'm Charles Cousins from the commercial team at Passel, and today on the CMO Series podcast, we're lucky to welcome Karen Snell, Chief Business Development and Marketing Officer at Kennedy's, here to discuss how she and her team at Kennedy's are becoming more effective as a modern global BD function. Welcome to the Passel CMO Series, Karen. Hi, thanks for having me, Charles. So relatively new, actually, into, into the role um, at Kennedy's. It, it, is it eight months or so? Is that right? Not even that. I joined um, in May this year, so just over six months. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. How, how's it all going? Um, so far, so good. But I guess I'm not necessarily the best judge of that. I think um, if you ask my senior leadership team and uh, um, the BD and marketing team globally, they'd probably give you uh, a, a much more accurate view of, of how I'm doing. Well, I'm, I'm sure you're absolutely smashing it based on your, your previous track record in, in the legal industry. That's kind of you to say. Thanks, Charles. <laughs> um, so actually going off, off piece a little bit, normally we start getting uh, asking you to tell us a bit about how you got to um, where, where you are today. I will come back to that. But really to set the scene of a podcast, I wondered if you could um, you know, expand on what we're we talking about when we say digitizing and globalizing a BD function. Why is this something that marketing and BD leaders should be thinking about? Well, I think the two things really go hand in hand. I think one of my challenges uh, when I first joined Kennedy's was really making sure that the team was operating globally. Kennedy's has been through um, a pretty significant growth period over the last five years, um, and the BD function hasn't perhaps kept to pace with the growth of the um, the organization. So really, in order to globalize the BD function and having everybody, um, you know, raise the standards so that everybody is operating at pretty similar levels of quality and consistency globally, I realized that that really um, rested a lot on sort of digitizing what we're doing and, and not necessarily uh, relying on, you know, things like, you know, spreadsheets that are, that are stored in London and not necessarily accessible to, to everybody else. So um, it was quickly obvious to me that um, to globalize the function, I needed to digitalize it, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I guess for, for the benefit of those listening who aren't familiar with the size and scale of Kennedy's, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's over 2000 people across 40 offices across UK, the Americas, Middle East and Asia Pacific. So I'm sure that's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's no mean mean feet making sure that all of those offices offices and all those individuals are connected absolutely and i mean if you look at that global footprint you know you've you've got um you know masses of people in london for example and um in places like new york um and across australia but some of those offices are very small so there is no sense in having you know individuals dedicated to those offices so again that making sure that you've got everything um available digitally and that you've got kind of global and regional mindsets in that to make sure that those offices feel supported is really something that's sort of top of my agenda at the moment yeah, cool. And just to fact check me, was that was that correct? Is it over forty offices? Is that right? That's right. Yeah, and yeah. about two and a half thousand people oh, wow. at the moment, and growing. Yeah, fantastic, brilliant. Well, maybe to give us a bit bit of background on, on you, um, the Karen Snell. How did you come to be in your role at Kennedy's, and when did you realise that 
digitizing and globalizing was what the function needed? Um, so, so to answer the first part of your question, how did I come to, to be at Kennedy? So um, I've spent my entire career in professional services marketing, starting out really on the sort of communications PR side of things and over time um, evolving into um, a, a role that incorporated both client development um, and the sector-based approach that was adopted at Hogan Lovell. So, so about 30 years of experience in professional services, the last 20 of that was spent at Hogan Lovell's. Um, and I've joined Hogan Lovell's in 2003 when it was a relatively small, what was then called the Silver Circle or Chasing Pack law firm, really with uh, a stronghold in the UK and um, a, a relatively small international footprint. And by the time I left the firm, it was, you know, a, a significant global player um, with over three billion dollars of revenue but so I, I was really thankful of my time at Hogan Lovell's 20 years lots of opportunities to do lots of different things and, and really um, develop my career uh, and then the opportunity came up at Kennedy's for me to step up into that CMO role albeit for um, a smaller law firm and it felt to me that Kennedy's was a place where I could really have impact and really make a significant contribution to uh, to the firm um, and it was really it, it felt too exciting an opportunity to to turn down so that's how I came to be um, at Kennedy's um, and over the last six months I've realized you know Hogan Lovells as, as a huge global organization has invested significantly in technology and data and so some of the things that I was very used to you know took for granted a, a, a big uh, law firm weren't necessarily there a, a firm of Kennedy's scale so it's really taking the best of what big firms like Hogan Lovells have invested in and, and scaling those so that um, firms like Kennedy's can can really take advantage of some of the things that technology and data can bring to the business development and marketing function. And I guess um, the, the draw of having someone like you come into Kennedy's is, is almost you've been on that journey before. So maybe a, a big part of what you're you're hoping to do is you, you've sort of walked that route a little bit already. So hopefully you can um, repeat that and, and do what you what what you what Hogan Lovers went through um, at Kennedy's. Is that the sort of idea? That's absolutely the idea. I think so much of um, Kennedy's really reminds me of what was then Lovells in 2003 in terms of you know a, a really a relatively small partnership that's very well connected um a really high quality client base and you know very much based on relationships and um as the firm grows that kind of connection changes slightly so you do need much more sort of systems process in place and I I'm hoping that I can bring that experience of of my time at Hogan Lovells to bear uh, to the for the benefit of Kennedy's. Brilliant. So in terms of digitizing and globalizing a BD function, is this a, a single project or multiple projects? How did you decide the priorities and and what what have you got your main focus on at this stage? Well, I think the um, it's almost a vision really at the moment. And I think that there will be multiple projects that sit underneath that. Um, the first priority has been to go out to market to hire um, a, a, a new role, um, which is head of technology and data. Uh, so that's somebody that can come in and really work with me to 
think about what that roadmap uh, needs to be. So if we want to be a data-driven BD and marketing function so that we have at our fingertips all of the relevant data points to make the right decisions in terms of how we're going to develop this client or which of our marketing activities we should be investing in. Um, I just want a sort of thought partner in developing out what that should look like and almost starting with the, the outcome and then tracking back to what the sort of systems process technology we need to put in place over the next three to five years in order to deliver on that vision. So that's 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 one key priority. And I suspect a lot of projects will then, then fall out of that. Um, so... But as I say, it's it's really just a vision at the moment. And we're, we're, I'm working with my global leadership team to define what that means in each of their areas. So looking at, you know, what does that mean in terms of the management of our client program? What does that mean in terms of the development of our pursuits function? How does that impact our colleagues sitting in APAC? So we're all working together to um, define what the priority projects should be with a view on that sort of long-term vision. Brilliant. And then... Um- you mentioned um, then about that that sort of data driven BD approach, and actually you, you touched on it a little bit then. And it was my next question written down that that idea of incorporating data and client feedback. Are you able to expand on that at all, or is it still early days? Um, again, it's one of those things where I've got a sort of vision um, and, and an eye on what the outcome should be, but really need to start to knit that together Mm. Um, there are pieces of client data that sit all over the organization so whether that's finance or diversity and inclusion data um, some of the sort of relationship intelligence that may be sitting in interaction for example Um, and so what I'd really like to do is get to a point where we have almost a client dashboard so all of those different data feeds as they relate to any particular client are surfaced in one place Um, and that should really help client relationship partners and you know the BD team and client account managers to really make the right decisions in terms of what the priorities for developing that particular client are um so that's that's sort of on the client piece and almost mirroring that in terms of some of our marketing and business development activity so if we'd invest if we've invested x of our marketing dollars in a particular activity what are the key data points to show whether that was successful or not um so that you know instead of having a conversation with a partner which is we don't think that's a very good idea you've got some evidence to give them which says this won't you know this what you're suggesting won't work particularly well but you know based on the information that we have taking this approach will lead to to better outcomes so it's really harnessing all of that data that sits around the firm to to drive both the sort of client development piece um and the marketing activity piece and and what you've just described there is that something that you had established at hogan levels um not in quite as refined um a state as, as I might have described there, but but certainly we were able to surface um, data, and we had you know a fantastic business analysis team who were able to support client teams um, and the wider BD and marketing function to make those decisions. But it it wasn't quite uh, the the kind of dashboard approach that I I described there. But yeah, there was much easier access, I would say, to to data. 
that's that's a really exciting project to get stuck into absolutely no I, I think that it will really be if we can get it right it will be an absolute game changer and you know we're having lots of conversations with our head of data strategy um on you know how we can we can align what we're doing with um his vision for a, a data strategy for the for the firm and also it's really a, a cross um, department collaboration project is really, really, although it's BD led, it really will involve, as I said, you know, finance, uh, DNI, our transformation and, and data team. So it's a, it's a really exciting project to be involved in. You've got a team spread out across the globe working in hugely demanding roles. How do you ensure consistency and best practice that works in each place yet is recognizable across the firm? One of the first things, um, I did when I joined Kennedy's and it seems a really, really simple thing, but it was to establish um, a global leadership team for the BD function. So that means that our heads of EMEA, APAC and the US are part of my global leadership team alongside the heads of each function, which are pursuits, clients and markets and marketing communications. So that group meets every two weeks um, and is in frequent contact, whether that's by WhatsApp or Teams or email, just to make sure that their views are represented. I think that um, because Kennedy's traditionally was a UK headquartered firm. There, um, th there is a tendency perhaps to to make decisions that work for the London market, but don't necessarily translate elsewhere. So, that was one of the first things I did, just to to bring that global leadership team together. And we met in person actually a couple of weeks ago and collectively defined what some of our priorities should be, particularly in relation to how we manage um, our people in the function. And, and that really talked a lot about um, consistency, process, transparency, information sharing. So some of the projects we'll be taking into 2024 will really be focusing on that kind of global teamwork and collaboration and making sure that we have the right systems and processes in place to to allow the team to work effectively. And in terms of size and scale, how big is the the BD function across Kennedy's across those um, different regions? So we currently have uh, seventy people globally. Um, of that, around forty five are based in the UK. So I would imagine over time that we would see that footprint um, evolve. Um, so. At, for example, the you know the the profile of the firm's revenue has shifted over time. So um, we hit a tipping point this year where more revenue is generated outside of the UK um, than has been in the past. So I think that um, as the firm evolves, we'll need to change the footprint of the global business development marketing function, and we're looking at potentially having. Uh, core capabilities in three time zones. So there really is a sort of follow the sun um, approach to how we manage the function, um, making sure that partners have access to, to skilled uh, practitioners in their time zones. Yeah, and that that sort of fact speaks for itself. The fact that you're, you know, a big part of your revenue is coming from outside of the UK it probably shows that that growth, your efforts in, in trying to grow it are really sort of paying off. Um, Bringing things back to um, digitizing and globalizing the BD function, in terms of success, what does this look like in your eyes and um, what are you hoping to achieve, say, in one year or three years, five years? 
I think um, in the short term, what I'm hoping to achieve really is a much more connected and collaborative BD and marketing function globally. And we're already starting to see signs of that, you know, putting together global project teams on things that may have in the past just be led, led out of the UK. Um, and I think it's also for the people within the function that I'm hoping that the quality of work that they're able to focus on will improve. So if we can get those systems and processes in place and eliminate some duplication of effort, it means that the team can focus on the things that really have an impact either with our partners um, internally or with our clients. And some of the more sort of commoditized work can either uh, be dealt with through, you know, the likes of AI, or we can find ways that they, you know, some of those tasks can be centralized and so that, that we're eliminating that duplication of effort. So I think that's a sort of short term goal is that the quality of work that the team is doing has improved and therefore we've got a, a happier team. Um, I think longer term, what I'm hoping to achieve is you know, higher levels of satisfaction with interaction with the BD and marketing team internally. So partners feel that they are getting sort of much higher quality work and advice. Um, and that, you know, the BD and marketing function ha doesn't have to grow significantly in order to do that. So by harnessing the right technologies, the right process, I can keep that headcount pretty flat while achieving much more for the firm with with the um, with the headcount that I have. So it sounds like there's there's sort of two sort of um, elements to that. The first one is driving efficiencies, and the second one is that change in people's mindset to so that that global mindset. Would that be accurate? Yes, absolutely. Bro, <laughs> we're now going to jump into the quick fire round. So this is a chance for people to find out a bit more about you and who is the Karen Snell. Um, so we're going to just ask some questions and you've got to tell me what, what comes to your mind first. Okay, go for it. What was your first job? Oh, my first job was, um, for, for those younger people, this will make no sense at all, but there was a high street store called Woolworths. Um, and I had a Saturday job working on the pick and mix counter in Woolworths. That's incredible. My my childhood is. I actually probably shouldn't be admitting this, but it was um, when my mum wasn't looking. I'd I'd, I'd I'd sneak a quick fudge out of the pick and mix <laughs> when we were walking past. And <laughs> um, bro, what makes you happy at work? Um, I would say that I am a people person. So I think those those connections and that you those relationships that you build at work are, are one of the things that keeps me going. So sometimes it's seeing um, an individual that you may have hired come on and either be promoted or sometimes even to leave the firm to go on to bigger and better things. But I really enjoy seeing the development um, of people and the team more broadly. That's a, that's a really nice answer. I remember someone... Um, saying they, they, were, they were talking about um at a law firm one of the uh the senior partners were like we're worried about offering all of this training and raising the profiles of our associates uh, and then leaving and then the the bd um individual turned around and said but <laughs> are you not afraid that if we don't help them raise their profile and and you know train them up they're, they're going to leave anyway <laughs> so i quite like that Take well, somebody leave. actually said to me, uh, "What if you don't train them and they stay? <laughs> that's even a bigger, that's an even bigger risk." Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
what are you listening to at the moment this could be a podcast music audiobook um so actually i'm listening to desert island discs um we were at, um a leadership training course in at oxford side um a, a month or so ago and, and over dinner people started talking about desert island discs and i wasn't convinced i always thought that that was something that you did in your twilight years but i was convinced <laughs> by the people um i was sitting around dinner with that i should give desert island discs a go and now i'm hooked i love it every so day I, I listen to at least one really and that 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 actually leads into a nice follow-up question so what would your be give me two of your desert island discs Oh God, this, this is this is a very difficult one. First one that really springs to mind is um, "Town Called Malice" by The Jam. Just has always been a song that I have loved. Um, and then the second one, uh, "Valerie" by The Zootons, because it reminds me um, of an era when my my first daughter was born, and her name is Amelie. So all of my friends, instead of singing Valerie, sing Amelie to The Zootons. Two absolute belters there. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, to wrap things up, we'll end the podcast how we end all of our podcast. And it's asking you, what is the one piece of advice you'd give to marketing leaders wondering how they can build a more modern and effective BD function? One piece of advice. I think um, talk to your clients talk to your partners um I, I, it's amazing to me how much marketing and bd activity and spend goes into things that is really not guided by the needs of the business or the needs of the clients so um i think get out there speak to your clients ask them what they want from the organization um and yeah i think that that client feedback thing for me is is absolutely critical I think that's a brilliant way to, to wrap things up. Get out there, speak to your clients and, and, and go from there. Well, Karen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming on today and, and sharing some insight around what you're up to at Kennedy's at the moment and, and how you're sort of achieving that digitizing and globalization of the BD function there. Uh, thanks again for sharing our insight and hopefully we can maybe do a part two, maybe in a year's time and see how you've got on with some of these changes you're hoping to implement. That would be amazing. Thank you for having me, Charles.